1: On the Rita Cosby Show, some new developments that apparently they are looking at more locations tied to President Biden. His attorneys, that is. Where's the raid? Uh, Where's the FBI with the guns blazing looking for it? Somehow these different attorneys, by the way, many of them that don't have classified uh, basically security clearances, somehow are the ones looking for it for President Biden. And we are finding out this, to me, is shocking, that over the weekend, it turns out that, guess what? Seems like five more classified documents were located at that Biden house in Wilmington, Delaware. That house that Hunter Biden also shared. What could go wrong there, guys? You know, Hunter Biden, the guy who can't figure out crack cocaine from Parmesan cheese, and he's roaming around the house. And you got these classified documents that are hanging out by Joe's, you know, luxurious Corvette. This, to me, is like you can't even make it up how crazy this is. And now we are finding out that yet another group of documents, these five, were discovered on Thursday night. But Biden's attorney didn't want to report it until Saturday. And remember, Thursday is when the attorney general announced that there would be a special counsel looking into it. So first they announced that in the morning these classified documents were found, some were found, one in the, like, room adjacent to that garage, and then some in the garage. And apparently we're finding out that some were just discovered literally, I think, a few hours or minutes maybe before that special counsel was announced. Remember, there were some, of course, in December and then some in November. And then we're finding out that Thursday night after they announce a special counsel, then they already find more documents. And the word is tonight that there are more attorneys from the Biden team scouring all of his locations. He's got a couple different homes. His primary one, of course, is this one in Wilmington, Delaware, that Hunter seemed to be owning slash paying fifty thousand dollars a month in rent. Boy, is that awfully suspicious? I mean, I'm sorry, what kind of fifty year old guy is paying fifty thousand dollars rent to his dad on a home that he's claiming on a gun permit that he owned i I mean, it doesn't make any sense, and the home is probably worth I don't know maybe for renting four or five thousand dollars max Doesn't that seem like an overpayment and awfully suspicious? It sounds actually very fishy to me, and things look so bad tonight that here is Adam Schiff, this is the diehard Democrat, and take a listen to what he has to say about it. He's even suspicious of the Biden documents.
2: You raised the possibility of, of this national security assessment. Is it possible that national security was jeopardized here, as as, as many, including you, uh, raised that possibility with the Mar-a-Lago documents?
3: Uh, I don't think we can exclude the possibility without knowing, knowing more of the facts, um, we have asked for an assessment uh, in the intelligence community of the Mar-a-Lago documents. Uh, I think we ought to get that same assessment of the documents uh, found in the uh, in the uh, think tank as well as the home of President Biden. Uh, I'd like to know what these documents were. I'd like to know what the IC's assessment is, whether there was any risk of exposure and what the harm would be.
1: Isn't that interesting? Chef? who you think would be the last guy? seems to think that maybe there's some there there. It's so bad, it's so obvious that even now a number of Democrats are willing to say, boy, this looks pretty bad for President Biden. The number to call is one 800 848 1-800-848-9222. And now let's bring in the great U.S. Congresswoman, Nicole Malliotakis, from the awesome state of New York, Congresswoman, great to have you here on the show. Boy, this just the plot thickens on this one.
4: Good evening, Rita. Great to be with you as always. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think you gave a really good summary of what's happening, and it seems that uh, things keep unraveling by the day. We get more information, but what we don't know is, you know, what, were the con- what was the content of these files? Uh, what was uh, the, the visitor log looking like? Who actually had access to them? Uh, was there any connection to Hunter Biden's unsavory relationships with foreign entities? I mean, those are the questions I think are are really burning on the minds of Americans, and we deserve answers. And I do believe that we eventually will get them. I think Jim Jordan and uh, Jim Comer, who are now chairing the uh, oversight and, and uh, judicial committees, uh, will be asking these questions and trying to get those answers to Americans because we just want transparency. I think it's not about you know, tit for tat or anything like that. It's really about getting transparency and answers uh, for the American people. Because as you said, something is really shady here uh, and we need to get to the bottom of it. You know, it's so
1: interesting, Congresswoman, you bring up also Hunter Biden, the fact that he lived at that house. He also claimed that he owned it, um, according to multiple reports and also in a permit. He basically said that he was paying $50,000 a month. It just sounds really awkward. It just there's something on the surface that just sounds really weird, and yet he's also at that house of all things during that time. Apparently, for maybe a year, two years. That's not a good combination. That's living there, let alone as you know, he was visiting there back and forth.
4: Yeah, that's absolutely right. And uh, I, I think when you when you when you when you read that this is, that the home is valued at two million dollars, and here he is paying fifty thousand dollars a month a rent but yet he's claiming that he owns it it really begs a lot of questions i mean to the outside w- looking in i mean it could look like something like you know money laundering or something like that i'm just saying that's what the perception is right and that's why we have to actually l- take a good look and see what is uh, actually taking place here and um really the american people just want transparency they just want to know that uh their government is operating efficiently that it's functioning properly that the people who are running it are honest, and they deserve to have those uh, answers. I think. I think really that at the end of the day, is is there too many questions that have been raised regarding uh, Vice President, the, uh, the President when he was Vice President, uh, Hunter Biden, his unsavory relationships with foreign entities, whether it be you know Burisma in Ukraine, whether it be uh, companies owned by the Chinese Communist Party. There's just too many things that are out there that they have not provided answers to Congress. But now that we're in the majority, we have the ability to subpoena and gain documents before they would just stonewall us, not give us any of this information. But those days now are over.
1: You know, it's interesting. You bring up also um, the visitor logs because they've already said that they don't have visitor logs and that the Secret Service doesn't have logs, apparently. It's interesting. I was listening to constitutional uh, law professor, um, one of the great ones out there, of course, Jonathan Turley earlier today, and he said that that actually – is not going to help the Biden team because then it opens the door to a James Comer or a Jim Jordan to basically say, okay, well, then we've got to subpoena family members. We have the right to question a lot of people who we think might have been in and out of there, whereas if maybe they had logs, it might have actually been better for the Biden team because then they could narrow the search.
4: Yeah, and think about how odd that is, that this is the home of the President of the United States and that the Secret Service doesn 't have any record of who has been in and out of this home, I would think for security purposes, they would have that information retained, and that also seems a little uh, odd, I think to those of us uh, outside looking in
1: yeah, it is interesting and and the question is also as you bring up the chain of custody um, where did it go we don 't know the fact that these documents seem to be now be scattered in a couple different locations is obviously very troubling and Where were they moved to? When were they moved? We don't have any idea, and the White House isn't giving any answers.
4: Yeah, it seems that the Biden attorneys have a lot of flexibility, right? They've seemed to be coming in and out, and and there was a lot of time that had gone between uh, the first filings being found in November, uh, then an additional batch in December. Now, uh, you know, this last week, uh, a, a third batch. Uh, but but what's also I think should be frustrating to uh, the American people. I mean, it's frustrating to me is that this you know they found the first batch in November, but yet they managed to keep it a secret until you know two months later. And so you know instead of it ha- especially since it happened immediately before the election, that seems also like some type of election interference, not allowing that information to be made public. Uh, and withholding that information from the general public, knowing that it could provide vulnerabilities to the Democrats uh, in the the November election.
1: Yeah, 1,000%. The timing of that just is really questionable. And the fact that they sat on it, and here it is two months later, and it seems to be sort of this drip, drip, drip in the release. It makes you wonder, okay, are we going to find out more documents in a few days? And they clearly haven't searched everywhere like they claim they had. That's the other thing. It still seems like... Everyone's kind of wondering, and it seems Republicans and Democrats, is there more to come?
4: Well, I think uh, for sure uh, we, we know that uh, Jim Jordan and, and Jim Comer, who are overseeing the uh, two committees that will have jurisdiction over, you know, in the subpoena power to investigate this further, will be doing a good job. I have full confidence that they're going to be looking into this. But, yeah, you never know what may come out in the next you know, week because it seems just when we think uh, things have slowed down – more information is coming out. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, we want to just get answers. We deserve answers. We deserve to know the content of these files. We deserve to know why they were being stored in his garage or at the Penn Center. And we do deserve to know uh, who, if anyone, had access to them. And the fact that Hunter Biden was in that home, I think, is Particularly concerning because of the unsavory relationships that he had with all these foreign entities, he was profiting off the relationship of his fa- of his father, and uh, it's clear, uh, you know, it's clear by th- those associations for sure. And we just need to expose it more and get to the bottom of what actually occurred here.
1: Absolutely. The American public just wants the truth, and they just want answers. Congresswoman Nicole Malliotakis, thank you so much. It's always terrific to have you here on the show. Thank you. Great to be with you. You too. Thank you so much, Congresswoman. And we're going to take your calls, everybody, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Two, two, Let's go to Frank on line two. Frank, your thoughts about all this. Uh, the word is tonight that they are looking at maybe more locations tied to Biden and obviously checking the other ones because they didn't do a good enough job clearly the first time to see if there's any other classified documents out there. It's stunning that we're still getting these drip, drip, drip. And it makes you wonder how many more are out there. Is there, are there another like 500 out there scattered across America?
5: Absolutely, Rita, and, and good evening to you and um and g- welcome to the you know, I welcome you to the great state of Maine again. Uh you know, Rita, this 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 president who is incompetent is now really showing his incompetence. Beyond a shower of a doubt, the media cannot lie anymore. They just can't do it. They they don't know how to. They're trying to they're still trying to cover this up as as, as if it's nothing. And you know what? something and it's something big and i sure hope the congresswoman that was on with you really gets down to the nitty-gritty i want i want him and his administration Totally exposed for what they are—fake, fraud, phonies—and these documents—and I hope there's more. I really do. I hope there's a lot more. I hope there's one. I hope this one like in the middle of the woods. <laughs> I hope there's one in like in like in a hotel. I hope there's one in Hunter under Hunter Biden's bed. I hope there's one. Uh, there's documents all over the place to show how this man, the dementia that ha- that he has that he has, is now totally blown out, of, blown up. I I want I want people to see the incompetence of this man and his ilk. Rita have a good night. Wow, Frank, you are very
1: passionate from the great state of Maine. Thank you very much. You know, it's interesting, um, because boy, it'd be scary if one is found under Hunter's bed. Boy, I'd wonder who's in that bed with him. You wouldn't know based on all the people you've seen on those videos. Wow. But I think it's really scary also of the recklessness like I hope look I hope that there were never any documents out there because it scares me as an American you don't want that information out there because it does make us vulnerable depending what it is that are in those documents we don't know but it could be something extraordinarily sensitive it probably is because they're labeled top secret which is the top classification especially on these ones tied to President Biden so it is really frightening to think that somebody like Hunter could have had access to it. Maybe one of Hunter's friends on being nice, uh, drug dealers or girlfriends or whoever saw it. I mean, apparently these they're labeled. I've seen like outside of classified documents and they're pretty very loudly labeled on purpose. So, I mean, if somebody stumbled upon them, it would be like, oh, wow, that's a top secret document. I mean, it might be a big, glaring neon sign if somebody, the wrong kind of person, wanted access to it or knew intentionally it was there. Who knows? But we deserve answers. The American public absolutely deserves answers. And it's downright frightening that they're continuing to find, and they found several more after the special counsel was announced, it's like you can't make it up. When I saw it, I thought it was a mistype. When I saw the news came out, I thought, no, there's no way that more could be found after they announced a special counsel with it being found on three separate occasions before that. But sure enough, the fourth time was the charm. And who knows if there's going to be a fifth, sixth, and seventh. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show.
2: The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Well, the White House continues to say that Joe Biden inadvertently misplaced the documents. And that's what they came out with right away, basically admitting that they committed a crime. Take a listen. This is how David Webb, also on Fox News, describes it.
6: What we have here is not an inadvertent, and that inadvertent defense doesn't work. He's broken the law clearly under U.S. code, and no matter
1: what, they can't avoid that. No matter what, they can't avoid that, and it certainly doesn't help that they're being found all over the United States, it seems, and by his beloved Corvette, and in a garage that apparently you push a button to open and close the door, like, you know, I think like my grandmother had one of those, you know what I mean? It's like, I think my grandmother had better security than Joe Biden had. It's like, remember, he's doing the ad, and he's backing up, and you see all the documents. Talk about an unsecure location. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dom, line 5 in Minnesota. Dom, you can't make this up. The fact that more documents get discovered, and now tonight, the new news, Dom, is that apparently his attorneys are looking at other locations, probably going back over that house, Uh, but I'd be curious if they're looking at any locations tied to Hunter, because if they do, uh, they're going to blush if they do, but go ahead.
7: Yeah, Rita. You know, the White House is using inadvertently mishandled as a go-to excuse for Joe's incompetence. It's almost like a thief saying, sorry, guys, I inadvertently took the bank's money because they all look the same to me. (laughs) So, you know, Joe may be incompetent, uh, that's what next the excuse they're using, but incompetence at the presidential level can, did lead to Watergate, Monica Gate, and maybe it'll lead to Hunter Gate in the next few days. But in Biden's eyes, his garage is the most secure skiff in the world because he's building a half million dollar wall around it at taxpayer expense to keep the top secret Parmesan lace documents safe from the world. That's his
1: thinking. <laughs> Tom, you, know what you know what I love? You brought in all that thing and you really carefully woven parmesan which so I really, really appreciate that because that's one of my favorite comments. In fact, I think I'm gonna play that after the break. Um because (laughs) that comment from Hunter is like the classic comment of all time, Dom. And you bring up a you bring up a great point too about the wall, because he's spending all this money on the wall around his house in Delaware. And yet, he doesn't want to build one meter of wall, which he got applauded for, remember, from the Mexican president when he met with him in Mexico City not that long ago. Um, and yet, like you said, it is, it's is—it's like you and I are both laughing, but it is so scary that national security documents were just kind of laying around. It's like the worst place to put it in is garage and a place that Hunter, Mr. Parmesan, shared with him. We're going to continue with your calls after the break and also our back. The Blue.
0: The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back
6: the Blue.
1: And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on The Rita Cosby Show, a very sad story tonight where a Riverside County, California sheriff's deputy has died. After being shot, going out on a domestic call, he has died. Deputy Darnell Calhoun of the Riverside County, California Sheriff's Department was shot and killed in Lake Elsinore. It happened on Friday afternoon. Now, according to the department, the shooting occurred around 4.30 p.m. on Friday. Deputies were dispatched to the scene for a domestic violence call ...to a child custody case, and he was the first deputy on the scene. The deputy was rushed to a local medical center, and at first he was listed in serious condition. He then underwent surgery for wounds during the shooting. He was apparently shot in the leg and torso severely. Then, at 7.55, the Riverside County Sheriff's Department announced that the 30-year-old deputy had died. Calhoun had joined the department in February of 2022 after spending two years with the San Diego Police Department. And Darnell Calhoun leaves behind a pregnant wife as well as two sons, age two and four. How heartbreaking is this to hear? By the way, also, this is the second fatal shooting involving a Riverside County Sheriff's officer in less than three weeks' time. Uh, Deputy Isaiah Cordero was also fatally shot. That happened on December 29th. So our thoughts and prayers so much tonight are with the Riverside County, California Sheriff's Department. I actually have a lot of friends out there, uh, and I used to know the chief at the Riverside County Sheriff's Department. Um, so this is really, really heartbreaking, and I know how close the brothers and sisters in blue there are, and my thoughts and prayers are with all of them tonight. Well, we are talking about the search for the documents and specifically the classified documents that President Biden seems to be placing every which way but loose. Uh, the latest is they're now searching for more locations. Hunter was living at the house in Delaware, where we now know several documents were discovered. It's like you can't make this up. Now we know that at least four different batches have been discovered. You got the first batch that happened on November 2nd. You got the second batch that happened on December 20th. Then you got the third batch that was announced somehow just right before the attorney general announced that they're appointing a special counsel. And then it turns out that another batch was found yet again in that same location near the garage, near his beloved Corvette, and that happened on Thursday, but we didn't find out about it till Saturday. So it's like this belated reporting of all these discoveries. And now everybody's wondering, even Republicans and Democrats, how many more documents are out there? It seems that there could even be more out there. And they're not even describing what was the chain of custody on these documents. Who saw them? Who took them out? Was it Joe Biden? Did he have the authority even at the time to be looking at them and taking them out? He didn't have the authority to declassify them. It doesn't seem like based on any reports or any legal scholars. And yet they seem to be like all over the United States and all these different locations that don't seem to be well secured at all. And now we're wondering how many more are out there. So attorneys are searching, scouring to see if there's any more out there. And all Joe Biden can basically say is, well, you know what? uh Yeah, I guess maybe they were misplaced. They were by my Corvette. It's the Corvette excuse. It is the craziest excuse I have ever heard. And it comes at the same time that we're finding out that Hunter Biden was living in this house in Delaware, where we know now that quite a bit of documents were found that were top secret. What could go wrong there when you got somebody like Hunter Biden and his whole background, his whole wild story background that we all know about? And there's so many questions about the money that came into him. Where did the money go? Did some of it go to the big guy? Boy, I think this is such bad news for President Biden. I think it's going to get a heck of a lot worse for him. And I think this could be the beginning of the end of his presidency. It just looks so bad. And now even Democrats like Adam Schiff and others are saying, well, maybe national security might have been at risk. This needs to be looked into. And when you hear that from even Democrats, boy, Joe Biden should know. He is in trouble. And they're going to start looking at everything tied to Hunter Biden, all the money, try to figure out who went into that Delaware house. Even though they don't have visitors logs, they're going to start, the GOP is going to start interviewing family members, friends, neighbors, staff. Uh, the garbage man is going to be called in. The phone guy is going to be called in. If they had uh, somebody have fixed the refrigerator, that guy's going to get called in. They are gonna all get called into question to say, hey, did you see those documents? Did you walk by there? Did you notice that pile that was sitting there? Boy, this is gonna get really, really messy for the president and I think also for his family. What are your thoughts, everybody? It's one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. And speaking of messy, the biggest mess, of course. Despite all this craziness, is Hunter Biden. I don't know if anybody could get messier. And to find out that this guy was living in the house at the time, again, paying $50,000 rent by a form that he filled out saying that he owned the house. That's what's this this just this is baffling to me. He claims he owned a house. The house is worth about two million. It's a nice house, uh, but it's in Wilmington, Delaware. And. Basically, maybe it would rent for four or five thousand max a month. Maybe max. And he's paying his father, according to his own documentation, $50,000 a month for rent. Doesn't that seem a little odd? And he's telling people that he owned it. That's when he was applying for the gun permit. Those are what we've seen in multiple reports. Doesn't that sound a little fishy? Why would you be paying your dad at 50 years old to live with him in his house and then pay him 10 times the amount, at least, for rent. That boy needs to be looked into. And boy, does that guy have a lot of problems. Who could forget? This is a tribute to Dom who called before, who had that Parmesan line. Who could forget that famous Parmesan line with Hunter Biden, guys?
8: I spent more time on my hands and knees, picking through rugs, um, smoking anything that even remotely resembled crack cocaine. I probably smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone <laughs> anyone that you know, I'm sure, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> because there'd be crumbs
1: yeah. mixed in? and yeah. Just...
8: It, yeah. I mean, I went one time for 13 days without sleeping and smoking crack and drinking vodka exclusively throughout that entire time.
1: All right. So let me just go back through that. 13 days without sleeping smoking crack and, you know, doing a whole bunch of other stuff at the same time, drinking at the same time. And was this during the time he was living at his dad's house? I I mean, this is the kind of guy you want access to top secret documents. I don't even know if it could be any worse. And then at the same time, remember, he was getting paid massive amounts of money from this natural gas company, Burisma, in Ukraine. Turns out the documents, at least the ones at that Penn Biden center, there were reports that they were tied to Ukraine. Do you think there's any coincidence here? I mean, that's really interesting. Why would Biden hang on to those documents? His son, clearly there are questions about all this massive amount of money that the son was taking in, has no experience in that area. And yet he's taking in millions upon millions of dollars He's also text messages and other messages saying that for the big guy. So was Biden the big guy who was getting all the money that some people allege? How much money, if so, was Biden getting? Did he have documents that he was holding to save and save face for his son? I mean, this could get really Really messy, and it just looks so bad right now. Here is James Comer. We had Congresswoman Nicole Malliotakis mention that she firmly believes James Comer. He's head of the U.S. House Oversight Committee, GOP now the new chair of it, and he says he's got a lot of questions, especially not only about the Biden House who was coming in and out, but why were there no guns blazing? Why was there no big raid on the Biden House? Even still, even though they've had these four sort of surprise discoveries, take a listen to what James Comer has to say.
2: Now, you go back to the way the FBI DOJ handled the Mar-a-Lago raid. They took security camera footage. They took all the videos so they know exactly uh, who was in and out of Mar-a-Lago. We have no idea who was in and out of, of uh, President Biden's home. They didn't take security cameras. but They never released uh, Vistra logs. They didn't raid the residents. In fact, after the general counsel was appointed, we still find out that that President Biden's personal attorneys are still rummaging around what essentially would be a crime scene, trying to find information uh, to turn over. So, you know, this whole process has been handled poorly. It shows there's a two tier system of justice in America. And we want to know exactly who all had access to those classified documents at the Biden home.
1: And that is really interesting. He's saying, why are the Biden attorneys rummaging around on a crime scene? I mean, that's a very powerful point. Here is David Webb, also, of course, a Fox contributor. And David says, boy, he's got a lot of questions about Parmesan cheese, Hunter Biden.
6: I don't want to wander down the Hunter Biden thing, but we have to put another aspect of this in there. For a while in one of his drug-fueled periods, Hunter Biden was a resident in the residence so think about it. Where who the classified come, documents, where the documents were found. are being kept in the house, yeah. other, wherever they, these documents have been moved around, we don't know where. A full investigation needs to be carried out, which needs to look into as much as possible and interview anyone who may that they know may have had may have had contact, or, or rather have come to the property. So this needs full investigation, not a Merrick Garland distraction or silently appointing a counsel or whatever he wants to do.
1: Yeah, boy, this, first of all, there should be FBI agents scouring. It shouldn't be, uh, Biden's attorneys just kind of willy nilly making discoveries. And also right now, this is a fascinating point. Right now we just know basically what the Biden attorneys have told us. You know, we're trusting them that what they're reporting is accurate. Boy, is it a double standard injustice. And by the way, Trump tonight is mocking also and making comments, of course, about Biden basically saying, you know, you know, how could he do this? Uh Basically saying he's got info on a lot of people. That's kind of in for interesting, kind of dropping a little bit of notes. And he also basically says that there were no logs of information of any visitors at the Wilmington House and flimsy, unlocked, unsecure in that very now famous garage. So very interesting to see President Trump describing the difference, saying Mar-a-Lago is a highly secured facility with security cameras all over the place and watched over by staff and our great secret service. I have info on everyone. I'm not sure if he means I've got info with the documents or if I have info being able to know who came and went and saw the documents. Either way, it's intriguing. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ Line 5. BJ, your thoughts about all this?
9: Well, the Democrats seem to have this thing where they don't really care if the Chinese uh, take advantage of them. You have Fang Fang uh, uh, with a, a Chinese spy uh, uh, who basically uh, had a relationship with uh, Congressman Swilwall or Swirlwell, I'm sorry. Then you had uh, uh, Diane Feinstein who was uh, had a, a Chinese spy as a driver for 20 years, and then you have Joe Biden flying back and forth to to China. And, uh, you know, uh, laptop all over the place, red-handed by Peter Schweitzer, spells it all out. I mean, you can't even keep up with the amount of, of shady deals outlined in that book. And then we have this, and it's like, no big deal. The guy has a big grin on his face. He's driving around in a sports car, waving at people. And and God knows what those documents were. I don't think we'll ever find out. But going back to your earlier point, you know, when people typically pay Tremendous amounts of money to people for stuff like, for, for instance, you, fifty thousand dollars a month rent. Yeah, isn't that uh, for, isn't
1: that weird, BJ? Yeah. I mean, that's now, that's oh, unusual. Yeah. Give me a break, you know.
9: Well, if you or I did that, they would call that money laundering. You see, but somehow that word, that expression, hasn't come into the description here. Why would anyone is pay, especially their father, fifty thousand dollars a month rent to a, a place that in Wilmington? delaware that's worth two million tops i, I mean that's just out of, that's just off the wall
1: yeah so... there's something really fishy with that, and to a father first of all, if you're living with your father <laughs> you you would think the way he's protective of his son uh that he wouldn't be charging him any rent, and certainly if he was charging him rent it'd be like five bucks a month you know uh, I mean that's odd. why would Hunter be living at a house where he had to pay fifty thousand dollars It's just inconceivable right i mean it's unbelievable.
3: Yeah, that they,
9: like I said, you or I, they would call that money laundering. But somehow, Hunter, uh, it, that's you know, I mean, it wasn't Parmesan cheese uh, that he was paying his father. You know, it was uh, uh, you know, cold cash. Uh, this is this, you know. The whole thing here is that uh, people on both sides of the aisle should be outraged. This is insanity. But there's a blind spot when it comes to the Democrats. It's it's almost like this mass hysteria where they, they just absolutely can't be wrong about anything. Here you have a situation where it really looks bad. And people, well, no, no, it's it's a very different situation in Mar-a-Lago. The, even the media is spinning it. It is a different situation in Mar-a-Lago. Like you said, Mar-a-Lago is Fort Knox compared to this little house in Delaware. You know, I mean, so even if <clears throat> Trump was in possession of documents that he, he was negotiating to return, This is a very different situation than a guy who who yanked documents that he had
1: his name all over when he was vice president that he that he he wasn't allowed to declassify BJ too and and that the best excuses I mean I actually when when he made the comment that it was in his garage and and he locks it up like as if like that's like I mean it was the biggest joke anybody who knows about documents just like you point out. At least in Trump's, it was in a secure location. They said, Hey, maybe you should put an extra padlock on there. He did. The secret service is all over, by the way, um, Mar-a-Lago. I mean, you've got a former president, so he has secret service protection and they literally are all over the place there. And yet there was no secret service. You know, you don't vice presidents only get it for, I think it's like six months or something afterwards. So, you know, it's, and it's literally laying in a pile by, and the best they can say was, Oh, I misplaced it. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I mean, I that to me just shows that they know they're in trouble because they basically came right out and said, yeah, we were reckless. We were, you know, and the and if you look at the statute, the statute, BJ, is very clear. The statute basically says the misplacement or or recklessness of documents. He's already admitting to recklessness. So they technically could throw the book at them, um, you know, or at least proceed, you know, even potential there. Even there's words of word impeachment has come out through a number of people over the weekend. I mean, it really looks bad. And also, you have to wonder where else these documents. That's what I, I think more important than anything. We need to find out where were these documents, who had them, who could have seen them, what's in them. Because I just don't think there's any coincidence that some are tied to Ukraine. Some are tied to Iran, which is another sensitive area for the Bidens. It just, it looks so bad, BJ. Thanks for the call. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. one 800 848 And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show.
0: The Rita Cosby Show.
5: Well,
1: a lot of people are questioning President Biden's veracity. Remember when he came out and was asked in Mexico City, hey, 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 what about the documents? At that point, he just said, well, some were found in the garage. And that's about it. And he kind of moved on. Well, it looks like they were found in a, a lot of places. So why? Actually, the first time he said Penn Biden Center was the only location. And then later it turned out it was the garage. And now we're finding out it was the adjacent room. Why can't he keep track? And why didn't he just say it was found in a whole bunch of locations? And I don't know where any of the other ones are either, basically. And that's why a lot of people are questioning his veracity tonight. Listen to Lisa Booth. Uh, She made this comment earlier today, a Republican contributor.
10: Why are they allowing his own attorneys to be the ones digging Mm. through this information? How can we take this man at, at his word? when We've already been lied to for the White House just in the past few short days. That this took place, and then also a president has the ultimate, President Trump had the ultimate authority to classify or declassify. A vice president does not have that authority. So if you lay down this marker for a man who ultimately had the ultimate authority, mm-hmm. President Trump, but you don't do it with a vice president who does not, what does that tell you about this justice All right, department? I... Yeah, what does it say? And what does it say about his lawyers, too? Let's
1: go to Ed, line seven. Ed, your thoughts about this?
3: Yeah, Rita, hi. I'm not worried about what they found. I'm worried about what has already been distributed.
1: <clears throat> oh, so in other words, you believe that some of these documents were given to nefarious characters.
9: Yeah, that's why they were so heavy-handed with Mar-a-Lago raid. They thought Trump had them.
1: Oh, the, so you
3: this
6: think...
1: This is
3: the tip of the iceberg. Ah. The, the stuff that's missing is
5: really, really damaging.
1: That's an interesting point. Actually, Ed, you bring up a fascinating point. So you think they realized there was something... Very critical. That's missing. They thought maybe it's in Mar-a-Lago. They go right. there. They didn't find it after going through uh, Melania's underwear and everything else. Remember yeah, and and Baron's, Baron's closet, yeah. right? Remember all that? And then they're like, "Well, let's see where else." And now it turns up. Wow, that's really that gets really intriguing, Ed. You never know. I mean, listen, they're not telling us where the documents are and what exactly are in them. So who knows? We're going to continue with your calls after the break, everybody. Talking about new details coming out tonight that they are searching for yet more documents at more locations connected to President Biden. Apparently he has three houses. We know he's got the one, of course, in Rehoboth. We know, of course, about the one in Wilmington with the Corvette in the garage. And apparently there's at least one other. And they're also looking at other potential offices that there could be a series of other places that still need to be checked to see if there are classified documents there. And we're just learning in the last few hours that, according to the White House, there are no visitor logs to the House in Wilmington, Delaware. They say it is a personal property, and that's why they kept no visitor logs. And also the Secret Service says they didn't have any logs, which is interesting because former U.S. Attorney Guy Lewis says that there should be some sort of record. He's kind of surprised by that. Take a listen. The Secret Service, whether
11: you are current or former Vice President of the United States, they all have protection. The Secret Service just doesn't let anybody come in and see the uh, President, Vice President. There'll be logs. There'll be people will be vetted. There'll be phone records. There'll be, while there may not be a, quote, visitor's log you better believe that there'll be records of who, what, when, and where in mm. terms of who's coming in and who's going
1: out. Yeah, there should be something. And if not, they're all going to get hauled in for questioning. You know that for sure. Meantime, listen to this exchange. There are some that are coming forward. I mean, if you listen to the White House press briefings, it's like, uh, Corinne Jean Pierre, uh, why isn't the president telling the truth? Why didn't we know sooner? Why do we? So I'm happy to see there are questions. The president, uh, again, is getting hammered with questions whenever he walks by the media. They're asking a million questions about this, too, as I'm happy to hear. They should be because this is a serious issue. But yet there are some that come from the river of denial in Egypt, and that includes Chuck Todd of NBC. Take a listen to this exchange. He was talking to Senator Ron Johnson, and he's like, uh uh it uh, makes it sound like um, I would think He makes it sound like Hunter Biden is Mother Teresa. Take a listen to this one. Senator,
12: do you think Hunter Biden committed? Because I've yet to see anybody explain it is not a crime to make money off your last name.
11: So, Chuck, you ought to read the Marco Polo report. Uh, where they detail all kinds of potential crimes. You know, Senator Grassley has covered the potential. Uh, about, this about, is about, about 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 potential about, is about, about in the window. Thirty thousand about thirty thousand dollars investigation. I mean, it, you, Chuck. Chuck, Chuck, is it a crime to be uh, soliciting and purchasing uh, prostitution in potentially European sex trafficking operations? Is that a crime? Because Chuck Grass and I laid out about $30,000 paid by Hunter Biden to uh, those types of of individuals over uh, December 2018, 2019, about $30,000. This is about the same time that President Biden uh, offered to pay about $100,000 of Hunter Biden's bills.
1: That is just the tip of the iceberg. And now Ron Johnson also explains that he thinks there's a lot of things here, not just Hunter Biden, but obviously potentially tied to his dad, too. Take a listen.
11: There's mm. a much larger story here of FBI corruption, complicity and the corruption, complicity of the mainstream media as well. that just cover up for Democrats and the Bidens. Uh, you know, they ought to be investigating this themselves. They, they ought to be uh, howling about this but they're by and large are going to cover for the bidens one more time
1: and i want to play tammy bruce this is cut 26 uh because she says biden can no longer use the sergeant schultz from hark hogan heroes remember i love hogan's heroes that's that was a great show with bob crane and everybody uh but she says the S- sergeant schultz Basically, defense is not going to work for a long time for President Biden. Take a listen. She is, of course, a Republican contributor. Take a listen.
10: When Joe Biden was first confronted with the Penn Center discovery, he was Sergeant Schultz from the Hogan's Heroes. He knew nothing. He was told, remember, by his lawyers to not ask questions. You don't want to know, you don't need to know. So he didn't know. He had no idea. He was shocked and appalled. What we have since learned is that by the time he was asked and by the time of Fox News' report in early January, past the first week, he had already known that more documents were found at his home. That was discovered on December 20th. That's right. He already knew that there were multiple sites. He already knew and was personally, he had to be personally involved, they were in his home. We believe other documents, perhaps in, in a library. So he was personally involved. And yet the President of the United States' first inclination was to lie about the details did so with ease and comfort, and then when finally confronted by Peter Ducey, he turned to belligerence and anger and some grinning and some laughing that they were next to the Corvette, they're safe.
1: Yeah, next to the Corvette in a garage, that it was literally a button turning up and down, and that was the security. And then when you see Joe backing up in that, like, little commercial that he did, he, like, zooms in to this pile of papers in the background that probably are the classified documents, because it looks like that's the batch of documents just right there in the garage next to the prize Corvette. What a mess. 1-800-848-9222. one 848 Let's go to Phil, line one. Uh, Phil, you, you know, you just can't make this up. It's really sad, and it's really alarming when you think about what could be in those documents and that people like Hunter and who knows if it was a gardener or the milkman walked by there, too, as well.
12: Well, Rita, you've got three problems. First of all, in 2009, then President Barack Obama filed an executive order, Order 13526. You can look it up on the internet. It's kind of long, but it's it's dicey because if you read it, you can't tell whether or not he is giving the right away to declassify documents. He is a he was the president. He could do that. But in there, it's woven in somehow, and it's not very clear that others can do the same, provided certain conditions are met. Now, whether Biden can directly, directly do it, no. But if he has certain authority granted by the executive order, he can. The point, the point being that is he guilty or not? It's going to take time. Uh, I think. What we need to understand, too, is, is the fact that Hunter Biden is basically tipping off the big man. He's not paying $50,000 for rent. He's paying 50000 a month to settle up with Joe because Joe wants his money. That's how he's doing it. Or it could also be something innocent. Some people have private mortgages where they want to buy a property, and they pay it by the month directly to the seller. But it has to go through a bank. So we got to see the bank terms. The, the the most important thing to realize is that Trump is in the clear because, believe me, if they had any inclination or anything, anything, any any iota of belief that he was he was in the wrong, he would not be a free man today.
1: Yeah, believe me, they're looking for anything which way but loose. Now, you bring up first off, by the way, your first point on the documents so far, the White House's explanation has not been to go back to that order one, three, five, two, six that you talk about. They've been going to he inadvertently misplaced the documents. So I tend to think, Phil, that they would have already said that because they've been knowing about this since the beginning of November. So if they thought he was covered by some sort of protection or whatever, I think they would have already said that in some shape or form. And they have not indicated that whatsoever. They basically have fallen on the sword and said it was just recklessness. It's just old Joe. Uh Don't worry about it. You know, he just kind of miss. you know, accidentally basically left it in a whole bunch of places. That's basically seems to be the thread. So I think they believe he is not covered under anything. And most people believe that as vice president, he would not be covered. Um But. You, maybe they'll try to find some loophole and say, oh, we didn't realize we were recovered later or who knows what. Um, but so far, they don't seem to think that they have any justification for having it other than uh, a mindless old guy who just can't remember where he left stuff and his drug addict son might have been able to see it too. And, boy, we need to get to the bottom of this uh, in a big, big way. Phil, thank you. You are always awesome and always bring up some really interesting points. Let's go to Larry, line three. Larry, uh, how concerned are you tonight?
3: Hi there, Rita. How you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm doing great. How you doing?
3: <laughs> great talking to you.
1: Thank you. What do you think about uh, the, how do we get to the bottom of this to figure out who saw the documents when, uh, who looked at them, and did Hunter and, uh, and any of his Russian prostitutes do it?
3: Well, well, you mentioned the guard there in the milkman. I mean, did either of them have slanty eyes? No, that's just a joke. Um, what do you mean you know, by they,
1: that? What do you mean by that, Larry? I,
3: I'll, I'll get to that in a second. You know, I, I, I just want to think of an analogy. I heard a comedian once say that during the Depression, Roosevelt used to hire a team to shovel the snow from 14th Street up to 34th Street, and then another team to shovel it back from 34th to 14th. By the time that happened, the snow wore out. What they're doing is they're trying to have as many lawyers handle the papers as possible so that the fingerprints go away. Oh,
1: that's an interesting point. Like, what? hey, take a look at this one and touch, touch, touch. Take a look at this one. Touch, touch. And by the way, that's right. you know, who knows, you know, if somebody picked it up, you don't have to even necessarily touch it. You could just kind of wave it to somebody and they could take a picture or whatever. It could have been shared electronically. I mean, there's a million ways, but I do think at minimum, Larry, uh, I think that fingerprints should be checked. Um, and, and obviously we need to know the contents. Were the contents, you know, tied to, we know the Penn Biden Center, according to reports, had documents tied to Chinese, tied to Ukraine, uh, tied to, uh, you know, Iran. I mean, you know, th- these are like blaring signs that clearly there's something really interesting. Why were they there? Why were they moved? And, and we're yeah. still trusting the attorneys that they're the ones who found them. I mean, who knows if somebody else found them and said, hey, attorneys, uh, maybe you want to hand these in by now, you know? Who knows? I
3: I don't think anybody else found them. I think the FBI is basically sheltering uh, um, Hunter from an espionage prosecution, and Joe is taking the heat. Now, as far as what you would say, what you said before about that section, that that executive order, I'm not so sure I understand where you're coming from because – the question is, how? What authority did he use to to get the documents anyway? What purpose did the vice president take the documents out for? If if um, without, in other words, the executive order would have given him permission to take the documents. If they don't rely on, if, I mean, a um, little mixed up now. <laughs> yeah, well, well,
1: what he was talking about, Phil, who just called in was maybe was there some sort of waiver that passed on to the vice president? There's no indication of that. That's why I was squelching what what Phil was saying. It was interesting. His point was interesting. But we haven't heard them say that. And you would think the Biden team would say that. And all the legal experts are saying, no, because he is vice president, he did not have the authority. He did have the authority to see them when he's vice president. He absolutely did. When he's in the, in the White House, he's absolutely allowed to. He could have even, had he alerted them and put it in a secure location, there might have been, even as long as he had been in touch with the archives as to what he had or didn't have, and it was secured like in a skiff, they call it like a secure skiff. It's like a like a like a locked location that, as you heard, even in Mar-a-Lago now, is a padlock and all these things. Uh, but that wasn't the case. They were sitting in his garage. First off, it's a question of whether he should have kept them. Technically, you are always supposed to report them and return them. But if he got some waiver, there's zero indication of that. And they clearly weren't in a secure location regardless. So, I mean, there are so many mistakes here, Larry. And now we're finding out that now a couple more documents just happened to be found as recently as Thursday night. And we're finding out about them Saturday, which makes me think we're going to find out about so many more coming up. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. Boy, is this a mess. And does this mess up the Biden plans for running again? He sounded like he was kind of running again today in this speech, this MLK speech today. It was like this and this and this and this. Uh, But I don't know if he can politically survive this. Do you? 1-800-848-9222.
2: The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Well, things are starting to heat up. On the Biden investigation. Do I know my music or what? And Congressman James Comer had this to say about what we were just talking about, the fingerprints all over the documents. And you just heard what one of our callers was saying is that maybe they're trying to pass around to cover up all the fingerprints. And here, talk, touch this one, Mr. Attorney, touch this one. Cover up hunters, please. But either way, how can we trust... The Biden attorneys right now, we're basically taking their word for everything, saying that, oh, here's where we found them. Trust us. Here's where we found this one. Trust us. They're not telling us about these discoveries until days, if not months later, in some cases. And then now we're also getting word that some of the attorneys that made these discoveries don't have classified security clearances. So what are they doing looking for documents? Listen to Congressman James Comer. He's the Republican who's head of the House Oversight Committee.
2: And just because President Biden's lawyer says, oh, we found five documents, that doesn't mean anything to me. We have zero trust level with President Biden's personal attorneys right now. So this should be treated and handled in the same fashion that mar a was handled. And it's not. The American people see that. And I think the Democrats in Washington are in panic mode because they realize their scheme to try to convict Donald Trump for possession of classified documents just went down the commode because Joe Biden not only did the same thing, but he did
1: worse. And he wasn't even president of the United States. He was only vice president. Just went down the commode. one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. 848 9222 uh, let's go to Mike in South Carolina. Go ahead, Mike. Your thoughts on this, my friend.
0: Always good uh, listening to your show, Rita. I know your name is Rita because your perfume always smells sweeter. Where's my drumsticks? <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. The good old Beatles, you can never go wrong with them. You know that.
0: <laughs> that's it. That's it. You know, Rita, I'll tell you what. You can't, you can't, um, truth is strange in this You can't make this stuff up. And Joe Biden and Hunter. And Hunter, oh, what, what, what? oh, you don't want to answer questions? He just walks away like he's in, you know, he's in a la-la land. And he is. He's oblivious to what's going on. Uh, maybe they should refer to it as Russian hookers for, for uh, Hunter. Maybe Russian call girls, political correctness, you know? I mean or, – uh, Or call people, Schultz. call
1: people, right? Russian call, call people. people, right? <laughs>
0: That's it. And it's like uh, Sergeant Schultz, right, from um, – from uh, Hogan's Heroes, I know nothing. And Joe Biden, hey, why don't you put your sunglasses on, have an ice cream cone, and and get philosophical in front of the cameras? What a what a uh, uh, a disgrace for the Democratic donkeys in the history of our country. And they can't impeach him. Quickly enough. They have more documents as each day goes by. It's unbelievable, Rita. It's it unbelievable. is.
1: It is unbelievable. Uh, Mike, your thoughts are great. Really wonderful to hear from you, my friend. And thank you for the the nice Beatles rendition, too. That was great. Um, let's go to Robert in Philly, line one. Robert, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead, Robert.
3: Rita, um, it's good to talk to you. And I told you before when I called you that I smelled something with this, Okay. Does it, it seems like the Democrats are handing impeachment to the Republicans on a platter for something that stops with Joe Biden. And I'm telling the Republicans Do not fall for this. Stay the course on what you're already investigating, because that will implicate all the Democrats. And that's what they're trying to avoid. This smells so bad. They are asking the Republicans to get rid of Joe for us so we don't have to before 2024. Don't fall for it. Stay the course on what you already have. This is really small potatoes compared to what we have on this guy with the computer or whatnot. You know what, Robert, that's a
1: fascinating point. So you believe that this is sort of a setup by the Dems. By the way, some Dems do, like Adam Schiff even said, yeah, boy, there's something interesting. They do seem to be sort of throwing Joe under the bus a little bit. Um, And you do wonder why they quick, maybe they just see the facts or the facts are bad. But you're right, it could be all a deflection for something else that they don't want the GOP to be looking at. And they want the GOP to be consumed with this. Uh, As opposed to something else, the key is, like you said, not take your eye off the ball. I think this should be looked at, too, by the way, because I genuinely think it is deeply concerning. Uh, But there's no reason you can't chew gum and walk at the same time. Great points, Robert. Let me go to Glenn real quick on line six from Virginia. You've been holding Glenn. Go ahead real quick, Glenn.
12: Hey, I just wanted to tell you that uh, I think the real story, uh, you know, Hunter Biden and all that and the paper and the
9: documents,
3: that's all intriguing and enticing. I think the real story goes back to the Penn Biden Center and how easily the
9: Chinese Communist Party was able to take one of our
1: nation's best universities and a vice president and and snore on both of them. Very interesting. Right. There was a lot of money that went in.
2: This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: Show presents
2: support our heroes.
1: And in tonight's support our heroes, which I love because we get to honor our great military and, of course, their families. A beautiful story coming from New Jersey, where Burlington County community came together last weekend to celebrate the milestone birthday of veteran George Pucanus, who has really led an extraordinary life. The World War II veteran celebrated his 100th birthday on January 9th, and his friends, family, and Burlington County commissioners gathered to honor him as well as his incredible accomplishments. Pucanus was a longtime resident of Roebling, New Jersey. He served three years in the Pacific during World War II, where he sailed aboard an amphibious landing ship. He saw lots of action In the Pacific Theater in World War II. By the way, in addition to the fighting, he even survived being caught in a typhoon in the South China Sea and survived that, uh, needless to say, as well. He also, by the way, spent 30 years working in a steel mill. And among the items that he helped craft were submarine nets that were used in the war effort. Veteran Poucanis, by the way, was awarded over the weekend, not only with a proclamation on his birthday, but also a military service medal in honor of his great and heroic service to America. What a powerful, powerful story. And happy birthday, happy 100th birthday to veteran George Poucanis of New Jersey. So beautiful to see the greatest generation honored and also to see their family and others present Uh, to recognize their great achievements. Well, we are talking, of course, about this stunning news that now tonight there are reports that they are looking for potentially more documents, classified documents, in the variety of locations where President Biden has been. How bad do you think this looks? Robert was saying from Philly, who just called in a little bit ago, that he believes that this is one big sort of setup by the Democrats sort of throwing Joe under the bus, uh basically, obviously, there's some there there. there's no question because these documents have been misplaced all over the place uh but also that there may be bigger things going on, and maybe some in the Democratic Party are very happy to see Joe gone or Joe at least the focus of controversy. What are your thoughts, everybody? One eight hundred eight four eight nine two 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 uh let's go to Robert in Suffolk. Go ahead, Robert, line five. Your thoughts about all this.
7: hi,
12: Rita.
1: Hi, Robert. What do you think? Where where else do they need to check, Robert?
12: They haven't looked in Joe's basement yet.
1: Very good. Well, they looked in the garage, but you're right. There could be who knows what's in the basement, right? And by the way, he also has other homes, Robert. He's got a lot of, like, and he had a whole bunch of other offices during this time. Like, we may just have the tip of the iceberg. Do you think there's going to be more stuff found?
12: Yes, I'm pretty sure of that. You know, seriously, I think the state police should execute a search warrant on all the properties.
1: Yeah, I do, too. To I, I think the FBI evidence. should.
12: To find evidence. Oh, you can't trust the FBI now, I think. The state police, you probably could.
1: Well, I think you're right. I do think, regardless, law enforcement for sure does need to look into all these various locations. No doubt about it. Let's go to Mike on line three. Mike, your thoughts. You just heard from Robert. There's still places needed to be searched. Your thoughts. I don't read it. Yeah, I think uh, I
7: think somebody in the Biden administration—they not want this inf- these documents going into the archives, and they might have told Joe, "Listen, I got a bunch of boxes uh, with papers that uh, maybe you could store them somewhere." He could have been clueless. Maybe you could store them in your garage with a maybe a flammable uh, Corvette, or here and there, and this and that, and then and then now that. Uh, that, now that word come out that the. Uh, by the way, by the way, why did you
1: bring up the flammable Corvette? Like something, like or, or, you know what? Like maybe, uh, making the, him, destroy, make him even hotter papers. Is that what you are saying? Yeah,
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Destroy him, but but n- m- maybe not even that. But maybe going as far as where now the republic is going to take over, and now it's time to destroy all this stuff. Well, they might have went to the attorney and said, "Listen, go through all the paperwork, see what we can use." OK, and just dig out what you can use. If you can't use it, just leave it there. I think it was getting time for them to destroy this stuff. And this is this is what I think.
1: That's interesting because it is the timing is really fascinating that we're just learning about it now. Like what precipitated this like grand cleaning of his locations and why were they suddenly cleaning that office in particular you know, at the Penn Biden Center, which they claim, they claim was the first place they found it in. Why were they suddenly going into the closets there? And why were attorneys the ones, Mike, going in there? You'd have like a moving company if you didn't think you had anything. So that that's why there's so the, a lot of the story just doesn't add up. And I think uh, the American public is just shaking their head and saying this just sounds awfully, awfully fishy. And like you said, was the intention to get rid of them, but then somebody maybe in the group said, No, we gotta report this. I mean, who knows why? Uh the timing is just really, really suspicious and it comes right before he's about to announce, likely, that he's gonna run for president. I don't know if he still is. I mean today, Mike, he sounded like a guy who was doing a campaign stump speech uh when he's talk supposed to be talking about MLK. Um I mean it's Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh birthday. I mean this is like honoring one of the greatest Americans ever. And Joe just kept talking about himself. It was like a stump speech. So maybe he's still running. Maybe he's still oblivious, even after all this. It's like, wow, 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 wow. Well, speaking of oblivious, we're going to talk about the border now, guys, because that is another hot area. President Biden is also coming under heat, not just within his own party, by the way, about the documents, uh, but he's also coming now from a Democrat about the border. And I will give New York City Mayor Eric Adams credit. He went down to the border over the weekend. He actually talked to migrants, which is a lot more than Joe Biden did when he went to the border. Remember, he didn't even talk to a single migrant. He goes all the way down to the border and didn't talk to a single migrant. And yet Eric Adams did talk to migrants when he was down there. He did also decide, okay, um, you know, I'm going to take this head on. I'm going to walk the border wall. I'm going to talk to people in El Paso. He seemed to be a lot more involved and engaged than Joe Biden was. And I will give him credit because he used a word that Joe Biden never really has used. When you listen to Joe Biden talk about the border, he's in la-la land. He's in total la-la land, just like everything with the documents. It's like, I know nothing. What problem, Right. And Joe Biden has consistently described the border uh, catastrophe. That's the nicest thing I could say about the border as a situation. He won't even call it a crisis, an emergency. He calls it, quote, a situation. And I was really happy to see Eric Adams over the weekend. He goes down and at least he has the guts to come out and call it as we all see it. And at least he called it a crisis Take a listen. Here's Eric Adams talking about it from down there.
13: Our cities are being undermined and we don't deserve this. Migrants don't deserve this. And the people who live in the cities don't deserve this.
1: How great is that? He said, listen, it is a crisis. And he also said it's a national crisis um, and described it as such. And at least he's going where a lot of other Democrats don't want to go. They don't even want to, like, call it a crisis. They don't want to, like, call on the president to at least be focused on the issue. They just want to say, oh, you know, we just really don't want them coming to our city and how are we going to pay for it, which is a big issue on his part. He wants $2 billion. He says it's costing twice as much as he ever anticipated. We're going to get to the fact that, by the way, all these stories about what's going on in some of these hotels The Rowe Hotel in New York, there are, like, reports that there are, like, migrants having sex in the stairwell. There are reports of them having boozed-out parties. And workers there are so furious. They've been, like, showing in some of the newspapers these pictures of, like, all these, like, old, like, you know, uh, beer cans strewn across uh, hotel rooms. Four-star hotel rooms that everybody is paying for. You and me, taxpayers. I mean, it's outrageous them sending back food that they don't like that comes from room service. Are you kidding me? Like the rooms aren't good enough and they're partying. And apparently there's like verbal and an assault allegations. I mean, it just sounds like one big party. It sounds like the kind of party Hunter Biden would love to go to. Right. So anyway, that's what's going on at the row hotel. And there's some that say that their hotels are so packed with people that they don't even have any other regular customers that they're basically full with migrants. And so this is a real dilemma. What are your thoughts about Eric Adams going to the border? Do you think it was genuine? Do you think it'll make a difference that now we have a Democrat who's basically saying it's a national crisis and the federal government, I'm not pointing the finger at El Paso, I'm not pointing the finger here, I'm pointing the finger at the federal government. That's basically a direct quote from Eric Adams. And I say, bravo, at least it's a step in the right direction. He needs to go a lot further, I think, but at least it's a step in the right direction. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, by the way, here is Governor David Patterson, the former governor of New York. He was on Cat's Roundtable show on our flagship station, 77 WABC. And he said he basically praised Adam for at least bringing attention to the issue. Take a listen to this.
8: Eric Adams, the mayor, introduced his budget, which would be $103 billion. And he talked about all the aid that we gave to migrants and made a plea to Washington that we need more money. This is a problem that's never going to get solved unless Washington. Washington is what's pushing these mayors not to turn their backs on the migrants. But Washington isn't giving them any help. So I admired that uh, that Mayor Adams, you know, kind of let them know that he's keeping score here.
1: So does he deserve kudos for at least going down and at least getting as far as saying it's a crisis? By the way, this comes as Eric Adams says that migrants are given the false impression of what to expect in New York now that's why I say I give him credit for using the word. I give him credit for going down there. I think all of that is great stuff, guys, and I'm very happy about that. On the other hand, I also think he sounds like, surprise, surprise, why do they think New York could be this panacea? Well, the New York is panacea because they see the headlines that we all do, that they get put up in these four- or five-star hotels. They get to get room service. Uh, They get, in some cases, free phones. They get all this stuff. They get to hang out in New York. They're near Times Square. You see them walking around, looking up at the Times Square. You know, it's like, so he wonders why New York has been a draw and says that, you know, there are these things that are online down there on these websites basically saying, come to New York. And he says that they have a misconception about New York and what New York taxpayers are doing. Take a listen to this.
13: There are websites that are advertising that new york city basically streets are paid with gold that there's automatic employment that you're automatically going to be living in an hotel there's a conversation among those who are asylum and mind uh, asylum seekers and migrants who are get, given the false impression that if you come to new york city everything is fine we have to give people accurate information and that's what some of the uh, centuries are doing here. They are truly explaining to people that this is what's happening in New York right now. In New York, you go there, you're going to be living in communist settings, that there is no more room in New York.
1: You can say that, but then there's another headline tonight that Adams has inked a $275 million hotel room deal to house at least 5,000 migrants and basically, again, at hotels, some of the ones are biggies, some of the ones are smaller hotels. Apparently, they're talking to 55 mostly smaller hotels. And guess how much this is costing? This deal, if you look at it for 5000 you do the math, it basically equates to the city taxpayers being on the hook per migrant, $55,000 per migrant, that we are paying $55,000 per migrant. So why isn't he just saying, listen, shut the border, and we need to start being realistic? I'm happy to say it's a crisis. That's a good step. But what about saying, wait a minute, Mr. President, your open border policy is outrageous. You need to pay for every single one of these people. Why are New York's taxpayers, and why is every state? Because this isn't just happening in New York, guys. It's happening across the country. At least I'm glad he went down there. I'm glad he called it a crisis. I hope it's a step in the right direction. one 800 one let us go to Alex, line 8. Alex, your thoughts about this?
3: Yeah,
8: well, you know what else Mayor Adams said when he was at that border? In fact, nothing was accomplished when he went. Just the opposite occurred because he, he was telling these immigrants when he was talking to them about how they're invited to come to New York City when they come across the border. And in the that, in the country of Mexico, on all the television screens they have where, where all these people in, in Mexico are watching, Mayor Adams telling these migrants that they're invited to come to New York City. And that's a problem because that's causing them to come even more and – convincing them that they're welcome here, which is what Joe Biden did in the past by telling them that when he becomes president, he's going to let them in here and open the door for all of them to come in here. But Eric Adams, what he also didn't do, he didn't address the fact that Joe Biden is responsible for this problem. He said it's it's a crisis and it's a problem. But in the past, he's gone after Republican governors and it's, you know, specifically said that, They're wrong for sending these migrants and planes to the city of New York. But now when he's talking about the problem at the border with it being open, he doesn't call out Joe Biden. I don't understand why he didn't do that. And you know what? I don't even need him to go down to the southern border. President Joe Biden is a different story. Someone who can actually fix the problem needs to go down to the border to acknowledge the problem. Mayor Adams cannot fix the problem of illegal immigration. What he can do is he can say – and and call out the Biden administration from the city of New York, which he's always running away from. He should be in the city to fight the crime and not to sign these ridiculous contracts with these hotels. He should call out the Biden administration. I don't see why he had to go down to the southern border. It was useless. There
1: yeah, was no and, he, and you know it. what, Alex? I also think he should say, "Listen, I've seen these reports of these migrants trashing rooms." I've seen of these migrants refusing food, drinking, or uh, allegations of assault. If I find out that anybody is, you know, is like drinking on taxpayer money or is accused of assault or anything, I- I'll deport you immediately. That's what he should be saying. You know, he should be saying, I'll call the administration personally, but I agree with you. That's why I say it's a step. Because I 1000 percent he should have actually called Biden by name. That's a little hard for him because he's obviously a Democrat and, and Biden's still the head of the Democratic Party, whether he's cognizant of that or not. But still, I think that you're right. He should have said President Biden, close the border, close the border. And you're right. At the same time, he also still was talking out of the other side of his mouth and saying what a great sanctuary city New York is. So you can't have it both ways. And he is trying to kind of have it both ways, Alex. That's a great, great perception. We're going to continue your calls, everybody. 800-848-9222.
0: The Rita Cosby Show.
1: And we are talking about Eric Adams' visit to the border, calling it a crisis At the same time with a big neon sign saying, we're a sanctuary city, come on, enjoy, we'll put you up in a hotel, we'll find you jobs. And now we're finding out that this deal that the city made with the Hotel Association basically puts New York City on the hook for as much as $55,000 per migrant that lands into New York City. I I mean, that's a heck of a lot of taxpayer money. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Let's go to Dave in Pennsylvania, line one. Dave, your thoughts.
3: Hi, Ria. Thanks for taking my call. I think what Eric Adams is doing is not really a great first step. I think what he's doing is creating, advocating in a very compelling way this is a crisis situation. And it's that's going to then transition into we need more federal dollars to take care of all these illegal immigrants. As you can see right now, what's going on in New York. They're being groomed to be very dependent and spoiled to some extent and once so they're and then the media will join in to raise this money and federal dollars to cover the cost of these uh, illegal immigrants because it's a humanitarian crisis and then phase three is to get citizenship and by that time there'll be a perfect you know 10 million uh, registered democratic voters who will be dependent groomed to be dependent As as things are happening right now, as we see going
12: forward,
1: by the way, that's uh, what that's what a lot of people actually like. Even Homeland Security experts, I remember talking to Ken Cuccinelli, Deputy Homeland Security Secretary. That's what he believes is the whole plan. And they believe once this Title 42 gets lifted next month, there could be as many as 13 million new migrants just in the first four years of Biden's presidency. That is a shocking number. Um, And you're right, there's some master plan here, Dave, because it is putting our national security at risk big time. Let's go to Michael, real quick, line six. Michael, your thoughts?
12: Hi, Rita. I think we're being played in this by Adams and the Democrats. They're playing good cop and bad cop. You know, the bad cop's the federal, and the Adams is the good cop, making it look good, and preparing his way for, what, the presidency?
13: By the the way, Michael,
1: you hit it on the head. I think... There is a master plan by Adams to seek higher office, whether it's president, who knows? Maybe Joe might not be around and it might be open sooner than he thinks.
2: The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.